Welcome to Mighty House. This is a radio show for people with problems. Home improvement problems, that is. Send an email now to Robbie at MightyHouse.net or call into the show at 877-711-5611. From foundation leaks to roof repairs, the Mighty House team is on the job. You're, You're listening, listening to Mighty House. All right, Elliot, look over here, man. There we go. All right, cool. Hey, I'm Ron Calgill. The Mighty House team is back with hour two of the show. You can join us on Facebook Live, YouTube Live, and Periscope Live right now. Brought to you in part by Mr. Floor, Smart265, Maggie Rad, and wherever you're watching, click on the like button and subscribe so you'll be notified when we hit the air. We're broadcasting worldwide and live from 7 to 10 every Saturday. Mighty House, at, uh, also at MightyHouse.net, TuneIn.com, and on the Gab Radio Network. Just look for Mighty House Home Improvement Show. Podcasts and previous shows available at MightyHouse.net, Stitcher, iTunes, TuneIn, SoundCloud, and on HomeApprovementUSA.com. Find links to all of them at MightyHouse.net. Video clips of the show are available at MightyHouse.net and on our Mighty House YouTube channel. And you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram by looking for Mighty House Home Improvement Show. And our Twitter handle is at MightyHouse. You can also give us a call on the Mr. Floor helpline. It's 877-711-5611. And you will have a chance to win your choice of Mr. Floor cleaning products. They're all non-toxic and environmentally safe. And you can learn more at MrFloor.com. And if you want to sign up for the Klein Tool of the Month Club, uh, this month we are giving away the KTB2 portable job site, rechargeable battery, and flashlight. And if you want to sign up for that, give Trixie a call at 877-711-5611. And uh, she'll take your name down. She'll put it in the Mr. Floor tote bag. And at the end of the month, we'll have a drawing. And uh, you could possibly win that. So give Trixie a call, 877 877- 711-5611. And in studio, we have our buddy, Elliot Richardson. I haven't talked to you in a while, so figured it was time to get you back in here and see what's going on in the small business world here in the Illinois Chicagoland area. Thank you so much for having me, as always. Yeah. I know this is Rich's favorite segment. Yes. Um, and and I, what I presume is there's stress balls. Yes. All around, right. all around, Rich, right now. So as soon as I'm gone. See, there you go. See? <laughs> there we go. Exactly. That is what Rich will be doing this whole segment. Wow. Sure. You know, in one headphone, there'll be media, you know, meditation. Right. And, and, and the other, me talking about right. government and policy and right. small businesses. Yes. Good yeah. to see you, Rich. Good to see you, too. Elliot. All right. Thank you. And hi, Robbie. Good morning. Good morning. So uh, It is my favorite section, by the way. Yeah. Thank yes. you. Thank you. So um, I know you guys have been working on a lot of cool stuff. Um, you, where do you want to start with this? You want to start with the wins or what you're working on? Well, you know, I, I, let's start with the organization in general. Okay, sure. Okay, because it, I don't think there's ever been a time in the SBAC where we've had more traction than we have right now. Yeah. Um, I mean, through our advocate members, which are people that want to support our advocacy through other chambers of commerce, uh, other organizations, our membership is just exploding. Um, And that's building our critical mass. We've got so many things going on on the federal, state, local, city of Chicago level. We're forming coalitions with other groups. Um, You know, really what we wanted to do eight or nine years ago when we started the SBAC is coming to fruition. We've got a very, very strong voice. Um, you know, if you're a small business advocate or a small business owner, I mean, our tagline is we've got your back and and we mean it. I I mean, you know, when, when our organization decides what we're going to fight for, it is about small business Mm -hmm. and we're excited about the traction that we're getting right now because it's really surpassed what we thought we were ever going to be able to do. Right. And 
you guys don't endorse any one person. You you endorse the small business, and that's that's what you're endorsing. So you're not backing any any political horse in, it, in one lane or the other, and you're just you're, you're there supporting small business, and whatever's best for that is what your guys are going after. It's our secret sauce, and, and that word it it is overused, but it really is. Mm-hmm. I, you know, in a secret sauce is overused. Uh, yeah, I think it is. I think it is. Probably unless you're making a sandwich. Right. Um, but in in a stupidly partisan world right now, yeah, right? Oh, yeah. Um, where nothing gets done, the fact that we're nonpartisan, that we're policy-driven, uh, makes us, A, um, credible, yep. and B, unpredictable, because legislators <laughs> can't take us for granted. I, oh, yeah. I mean, we will really respectfully take a Republican to task, take a Democrat to task mm-hmm. if they're standing in the way of good policy. Right. And that gives us, I would say, more power than we thought that it ever would. I mean, be policy driven and don't just be in the pocket of one party or the other. Right. And you really are able to speak with a very loud voice. Yeah. Nobody can take you for granted. Yeah. No, and, and I think that that was uh, something, you know, you guys decided early on that you weren't going to do that. You weren't going to endorse any any political uh people at all you're just you're endorsing what's best for small business and i think that's that's that is your secret that's the best part about it that's your secret sauce and there's nothing better than you know joining a committee within the sbac and actually seeing that and when you sit around the table and you're talking to people there's all kinds of views so you get to hear everything and everybody works together to to come up with a, a good solid plan of how to move forward we're getting so many ideas thrown at us right now from from you know, what you can do about HB uh, visas uh, to um, city issues. I, I mean, basically, you know, we can't keep up with all of the policy <laughs> ideas now that are coming in, which is yeah. exactly what we want. And when, yeah. you, when you look at the nonpartisan nature of the organization, let's talk about what we're doing right now with the proposed constitutional ballot initiative for a graduated income tax. So for your listeners in Illinois, in one year, you're going to be voting on whether or not you can have a graduated income tax in this state as opposed to a flat tax. And, of course, the graduated income tax will require uh, folks who make more money to pay more. Sure. Um, and there is going to be a lot of rhetoric. There's going to be a lot of rhetorical um, bombs being thrown mm-hmm. about this graduated income tax. So what the SBAC is trying to do is to educate our members. Um, first of all, we do not have to form a circular firing squad <laughs> and just drag Illinois through the mud again. Yep. If you're a business owner, would you do that to your own business? I, I mean, if you had a business dispute with your partner, and, and I guess some bad business owners do do this, but if yep. you had a business dispute with your partner, would you go around and just tear apart the business um, in public so nobody wanted to, to, to um, go there. So what we're doing is we're holding uh, town hall meetings with chambers of commerce uh, to discuss the proposed graduated income tax. And we're doing it in a nonpartisan way. We did one in Orland Park with the Orland Park Chamber. We had um, David Harris, who was a Republican state rep and is now J.B. Pritzker's director of revenue. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had Senator Cunningham, who's a Democrat, Senator Slater, who's a Dem- Slaughter, who's a Democrat, and Mayor Pacau. Uh, who gave a very different view than those folks. And we had a robust discussion and we asked questions like, all right, if there is a graduated income tax, uh, how will that impact property taxes? Will you guarantee the money will be spent? Guarantee it um, on bringing down our pension debt, Mm -hmm. on paying our unpaid bills. What structural changes will be made in the state of Illinois? How about these rates? Um, You know, $250,000. 
$50,000 right now is the threshold. Is that the right threshold to start bringing up, you know, lifting the rates? the phrase deferred comp? What was that? <laughs> it works in the county. It's one way to avoid all the taxes, and it's easy enough to do. Deferred comp. Deferred so comp. I would do that. I would just yeah. defer comp or myself so that I don't have to pay your graduated tax. And that's the game that'll get played. And the yeah. people that can't afford it the most will end up paying the most. Very good questions. Those are the types of questions we ask, Rich, um, yeah. at these. So it's not you're a bad legislator and we're going to yell at you. It's right. let's educate our members. So when they go into that voting booth in 2020, mm-hmm. November of 2020, they can make a reasoned vote. So that's sort of how our nonpartisan advocacy plays out right. in that way. Right. And um, I think you also can help. You're st- helping to steer policy for, for st- like what Rich is saying. So then all of a sudden, uh, you know, these legislators are, are also coming to you and saying, okay, what do your members think about this? And well, and, and that's one of those th- sad things that I think has gotten happened all across the country with the with legislators is that they forget that they're supposed to represent the people. So mm-hmm. the idea is to go to your constituents, find out what they really want, and vote that way. Not your party's way, not your, your way. It's what your yeah, whoever constituents you're in, want. Who, whoever's paying you to vote a certain way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that got lost. Yeah, I did. Go ahead. Well, I've got so I've got an optimistic story on that. So okay. I, you know, I I have my little you know my my you're outline cheap, cheap. that yeah. goes state, federal, but I'm just going right to federal right now because, yeah. Rich, this is a way where where critical mass really makes a difference. Oh, you know, I totally agree with you. I, I love what the SBAC is doing. Don't get me wrong. It's I think it's necessary. Oh yeah, and, and so we're trying to push legislation that's small business centric. And will help tackle a $1.5 trillion student debt crisis. I've talked about this before. Yeah, that's this is, an excellent program. This is a legislation that would allow a small business owner to pay $5,250 off of their employee's student debt, tax-free, and they would take a deduction on it. It's so popular. I mean, we've got 53 U.S. senators on it. Mm-hmm. We've got over 200 House members, I believe. But our big issue before was how do we get Senator Duckworth and Senator Durbin on the bill? Mm-hmm. So we've mobilized. Um, we've brought in coalition partners. Um, NABO, which has over 10 million uh, business owners in it, um, came on board. And I hear the music. So I'm going to yes. give you this exciting conclusion. Um, <laughs> on the other side of the break. Just wait. The story. Hold yeah. on. Hold We're, on. Exactly. On the other side of the break. There's the tease from Elliot Richardson, SBAC. What happened? We'll be back right after this. This is Mighty House. Mighty House will return. Lisa, if you don't like your job, you don't strike. You just go in every day and do it really half-assed. <laughs> That's the American way. It's Mighty House. Call Mighty House now at 877-711-5611 and get advice from the experts themselves. This is Mighty House. All right, you can follow us on Facebook by looking for Mighty House Home Improvement Show, and our Twitter handle is at Mighty House. You can also give us a call on the Mr. Floor Helpline. It's 877-711-5611, and you will have a chance to win your choice of Mr. Floor cleaning products. They're all non-toxic and environmentally safe, and you can learn more at MrFloor.com. And if you want to sign up for the newsletter, Rich, how could somebody do that? Oh, you go over to MightyHouse.net and you click on the Contact Us page and you just put in your first, last name, and your email address. And then scroll on down and click on Boom Done. Just like that. And you're all just squared like away. That. It's pretty easy. Yeah. Excellent. And in studio with us is Elliot Richardson from the SBAC. 
and that is the Small Business Advocacy Council of Illinois, I think, right? Illinois. 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 So. Well, we do some federal work, as yes. we're talking about. Yeah. Because yeah. it's S-B-A-C-I-L. Dot org. Correct. If you want more information. So, okay. Because S-B-A-C.org is like the teachers union or something. Because I make that mistake every time I'm doing the Oh, yeah? The and if newsletter. it was S-B-A-C-F-L. It would be Small Business Florida. Yeah. I can go. go. I could do this about 50 times. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, see, she's sharp. Yeah. She's on Like it. a bowling ball. <laughs> sharp like a bowling ball? It's my brother's favorite thing. To say. Okay. Excellent. Okay, so we were talking about a federal bill. Recap real quick. It is the... It is uh, a bill that would allow small businesses to pay $5,250 off of their employees' student debt tax-free and take a deduction. Hence, you know, tackling a $1.5 trillion crisis, um, allowing small businesses to compete with other companies that are doing this right now. And and competing for talent is a huge obstacle right now for small businesses. Um, and uh, it's good policy. It's great policy. So um, right now, I mean, a small business could do that already. They could they could just do it. But you and that's what large companies are doing, right? They're just they're just go ahead and paying off yes. some of the student loans, and they they they're writing it off. But they've got the volume of income to be able to to afford to do that, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And the nice thing about this bill is that student get it. The, the former student gets it um, tax free. Right. So it, it's a it's a very big benefit. It's a big way to retur- uh, attract and retain talent. And when I'm in rooms talking to people, I say, you know, how many people are saddled with student debt or have a family member that's saddled with student debt or has somebody that they really care about that's saddled with student debt? And everybody raises their hand. Everybody. I mean, just about everybody raises their <laughs> hand. Right. Um, that's why there's 53 Senate co-sponsors on this, because it's good policy. And what I was saying is, you know, um, and I gave it away to the folks on YouTube and, right. and Facebook Live right. and all the different things that are going on in here that I probably don't <laughs> understand. Um, but um, but we really mobilized and we reached out to Senator Duckworth and she got a lot of emails and people called. I mean, we yeah. put together a phone script for our members and for um, our coalition partners. And I got emails that said, I called, I called, I called. Mm-hmm. And uh I think it was two Fridays ago, Senator Duckworth came on as a co-sponsor of this legislation. So thank you to wow. Senator Duckworth. Excellent. I mean, that, that's wonderful. And that is, a, that is the type of engagement that's necessary. But if you have that and, and legislators know that you really care and it's easier to do that the more local that you get, they do listen because that equates to vote. And sure. if somebody cares enough to pick up the phone, it's a two-minute call mm-hmm. and call a legislator. If somebody cares enough to send an email. Um, and we, we draft those emails. You can change them, right. but we draft them. Then you can change policy, and we've done that time and time again by engaging our members. Oh, yeah. No, and, and uh, when I talk to my representative, state representatives and stuff, as soon as I say I'm a member of the SBAC, they say, well, how can we help you? Yeah, they know. I mean, they, they know the SBAC, and uh, it's, it's really cool to, to have. As a, as a normal small business person, I wouldn't be able to carry that kind of weight. But to be able to say I'm a small business person and I'm a member of the SBAC, boom, you know, now all of a sudden they're paying attention to me. So I think that's really cool. And it's, a, it's something that I couldn't do on my own without the SBAC. You know what? I couldn't do it on my own without the SBAC. Sure. The people that started the SBAC couldn't do it on their own. Right. I mean, that, that was the very reason. You know, we, if we don't have the money for big lobbyists, 
and we don't have the money necessarily to make huge donations. What we do have is so many people, the community, the small business community, and that's what I call it. I mean, that's what we call it. You, you don't pit employees against employers. There's so much of that going on. Mm-hmm. You know, a small business, everybody's got to row the boat together oh, yeah. uh, if you're going to make it. So it, it, it's a community, and when you do that and you all, you all work together, you, you can you can move policy, and we're working on a lot of it. Yeah, that's excellent. Okay, yep. so uh, how far along is that? That, that bill now? The, the, the next action call will go to probably Mitch McConnell and the folks on the committee uh, that need to get that heard. We're still working on getting Senator Durbin on board. Um, so that's one of the things that we're focusing on. Okay. Um, you know, we're focusing on a lot of city issues. and Just call a news conference. He never misses one. Well, that, that's, <laughs> that's a way to do it. Um, he's good for background. That's what he is now. Background. Well, hopefully he's going to come on board. Uh, yep. Hopefully he does. Yeah. You know, w- the other thing we're working on is, well, we're working on lots of things. I mean, we're, we're working on reinstating the small business job tax creation credit which was a $2,500 tax credit that went to businesses 50 and under that hired a net new employee that becomes revenue positive after two years mm-hmm. and helps sparks the economy. Um, that was a great program that was widely used that expired in 2016. Yeah. And while we see tax credits go to large companies, what we'd like to see is some, um, some parity. We, we'd like to also encourage our small businesses to hire. Sure. Um, licensing, huge issue, mm-hmm. huge issue in Illinois, portability, <laughs> yep. um, sunrise, sunset. I mean, if you're a listener and you don't get it, there's a good reason you don't get the way that they do things here in Illinois. Mm-hmm. Um, we're working very hard on that. So you're going to change the time so we don't have to do this daylight saving time? Is that the sunrise, sunset thing you're talking about? No, but you know what? <laughs> it, 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 considering I screw it up every year, um, I'm going to put that one on the legislative agenda. No, I mean, when a new regulation is proposed, um, the question is, is it really the least restrictive way of doing something? Is it extra red tape? Is it overly burdensome? And who wants it? Is it just a special interest group? Mm-hmm. Um or is it really good for the safety of the public and the health of the public? Right. And that's what you got to look at. Um, of course, and I know I'm throwing a lot at you, health insurance. Um, small business killer. And, you know, there's a bill right now. And this, this is where our nonpartisan nature becomes very interesting. It's called rate review. Okay. So in Illinois, there is no teeth in terms of reviewing rates, right? So we have one very large insurance company uh-huh. that dominates the market. Yep. And we just keep, we just keep paying more. Right. I mean, just, just it, keep it, paying it more. Up, it went up another 20%. Of course it did. Of course it did. Every year it's 15, 20%. Cause when you have no competition yep, and you have no choice, then you're stuck with what you get. Right. So we either need to get more competition in the state or there's a bill. Uh, Senator Fine's got a bill. It's called rate review. And it would allow the Department of Insurance director to actuarially look at the rates. And if they're excessive, say, you can't charge an excessive rate. And when you're the only game in town, you, you, you got to play fair. Well, no different than the utilities. They're, they're regulated, too, in the same right. manner, right? So right. Your gas bill, your electric bill is all, they have a, a, they're regulated because you don't have a choice to go somewhere else. Absolutely. Now, this isn't our first choice, by the way. Our first choice is an associational healthcare plan Mm -hmm. that small businesses could aggregate together on. And that was allowed through um, an executive order signed by President Trump, but that has been held up in the courts right now. We want the feds 
to make that legal. Um, and that's one thing we're working on. But going back to rate review, now that's tough because there are our conservative folks in the SBAC that just they, for good reason, are very skeptical of any additional government regulation, sure. right? But at the same time, they understand, and there's all these other folks in the SBAC that say you got to stop raising our health insurance rates, yeah, um, premiums because we can't hire new people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just patently, I, I don't love the word unfair, um, because life isn't fair, mm. but, it, but, but it's patently unfair, and a small business owner has no control over it, for well, the most part. We do. We either don't, we don't have health insurance for our employees, and those, those employees go somewhere else where right. there is health insurance, or, you know, or we suck it up and keep paying it. We got to legi- legislatively tackle this. Yeah. Legislatively and, tackle this. And, and I, you know, I, I'm on the workman's comp thing, too, because... I mean, we get hammered with workman's comp, at least in construction, you know. Um, and for every $100 you pay uh, an employee, you have to pay $16 for workman's comp. And you know we have proportional causation. Yeah. That, that, is, that is our legislative initiative. But, but Ron, it is going to take a groundswell of support from people in the construction industry, from people listening who feel the same way that you do, to get that to move. Because legislators in Springfield like what's called an agreed bill process for mm-hmm. workers' comp which is legislators get together um, and they determine without really, from my perspective, hearing from the people mm-hmm. what they want to do on that. So they've got to hear from people in the trades, um, from people who are impacted, from manufacturers, that you got to do something about this. Yep. And, and then I, I guarantee you, things, something like proportional causation, which we've talked about before, things that other states do, and I don't mean the most draconian stuff, okay? I don't mean but, what Indiana's doing. I, look, I'm talking about what other states are doing. Go over causation real quick. Yeah. Just explain it so, so that people understand what that is. Yeah, so proportional causation is, you know, right now in Illinois, if your injury on the job is a 1% cause of your present condition, the employer is on the hook for 100%. Like Robbie's back hurts right now, but if she slips and falls on the way out of here, she can go after, you know, workman's comp for 100% of that back, even though... It didn't happen It here. didn't happen here. It, it, it started somewhere else. A- absolutely. Yeah, about a week back. Yeah! <laughs> yeah. All right, high-five me on that one, Rich. Woo! First somewhere three else, times. Else. All right, so, Robbie, if, if you're looking for an attorney, I'll refer you on, all right, after that comment. Um, oh, you need to listen every day all right. for all the comments. But, no, you're 100% right. And, and that's what that's what it happens in, over the, in the majority of the states, Ron. And that's good public policy that matters to your listeners. And that's yeah. why by getting engaged, they can they can bring down their um their comp rates. I oh, mean, yeah. we, we another thing we have to work on. Yes. Yeah, it's it and I, I that is so entrenched into um so many different avenues. I thought when when we originally started working on that years ago, that would be no big deal. But I mean the Oh no, you the, got it is so entrenched everywhere. It's it, everybody's got a a dog in that hunt. It's it's unbelievable. Ever, you know what? And, and we had we filed that bill, by the way. Um, and it stalled out. Sure. I mean, you've got stakeholders all over the place that want to protect our turf. Um, mm-hmm. And that's okay. I mean, I don't begrudge people for wanting to protect our turf. But again, there's more of us, the proverbial us, <laughs> right? Than than them. But we have to. If there's more of us, but we don't do anything about it or don't say anything about it, I guarantee you. Nothing will change. Yeah. All right. Hang on a second. We're with Elliot Richardson from the SBAC. 
And uh, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back and uh, do one more segment with them, and then we'll let them go. So we'll be back right after this. This is Mighty House. Mighty House will return. See, I work construction. I build things. I don't know if y'all realize the pressure a man like me's got on it. This is Mighty House. All right, you can join us on Facebook Live, YouTube Live, and Periscope Live right now. Brought to you in part by Mr. Floor, Smart265, and Mag Erad. And whenever you're watching, just click on the like button and subscribe so you can be notified when we hit the air. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram by looking for Mighty House Home Improvement Show. And our Twitter handle is at Mighty House. You can also give us a call on the Mr. Floor helpline. It's 877-711-5611. And you will have a chance to win your choice of Mr. Floor cleaning products, all non-toxic and environmentally safe. And you can learn more at MrFloor.com. Dot com. There you go. Okay. Elliot's in the studio with us. And Elliot is from the SBAC. Oh, that's nice. Look at that. There's a picture of you up there on uh, WGN. <laughs> oh, is it really? <laughs> He's got rolling, scrolling through there. Yeah. I looked up and went, what radio station is that? Oh, that's another one. <laughs> Down the dial. There we go. <laughs> so, um, ooh, what's that? You're like a, a real popular. I think that was, I think that was Chicago Tonight. We were Chicago talking, Tonight? We were talking about the mayor's, um, the mayoral race at the time. Okay. And uh, myself and the uh, CEO of the Chicago Chamber of Commerce just sort of weighing in on on how we felt the race might impact small business community priorities, different things like that. It was a very interesting discussion. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, you're getting pulled in new directions. I, did you ever expect the SBAC to be what it is today, and for for it to be a voice? I mean, you, I mean, you're getting you're going on, you know, other radio stations, obviously, but then now you're doing TV and this, these news uh, segments. Did you expect that for you? I don't personally. Think, I don't think I expected anything. I mean, I, I I tell people, and I'm totally serious. My whole my whole political adventure, my whole SBAC adventure, happened uh, just because I was really frustrated. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I was probably had a lot of similarities with Rich. Um, there weren't <laughs> enough stretch ball stress balls for me to squeeze, and um, I just I you know I did. I got tired. I I use this all the time, but when I speak, but I got tired of yelling at the TV because that's what I would do. I would get so aggravated by both parties talking about small business being the backbone of the economy, but really not doing anything. I mean, nobody yeah. wants to be a talking point. Nobody wants to be a political football. Nobody wants to be a pawn. Right. And that's how a lot of us felt. So did I, you know, I'm glad that I can be a, a, a spokesman for the SBAC, but it is the folks, it's, it's, Ron, it's, it's people like you. I mean, yeah. you've been engaged from the very beginning I don't think you thought about what can the SBAC do for me. It was no. all about it was all about how do we make the state better, how do we make our economy better, yep. and that type of message again in a ridiculously partisan world. There's still a lot of people, mm-hmm. a lot of people that actually want to do things that can improve their lives and their businesses and their families, and that's what this is all about. Right. Yep. That's exactly it. So, uh, you guys um, are. You were just talking about the mayor and and uh, working with the city. Yep. How's the how are the sign the business sign thing going? I mean, there used to be that 
when we were we would do a commercial job in the city, the very first thing we did before applying for any building permits was apply for the sign permit, the public way use permit, and then hope that it was there. We would have it after we were done. I know, so I know. that we could hang. So uh, hang the sign up. So how's that going? So it's good. Let's talk about it in a broader context. Sure. We have been a big proponent of ending aldermanic prerogative and aldermanic privilege um, for a long time. So you must really enjoy this mayor. <laughs> well, look at we got to sit on the good governance uh, transition committee. We uh-huh. we were there when the mayor signed her executive order, uh, her first executive order on aldermanic privilege. I mean, nothing makes a small business owner more angry than the helpless feeling that is not of their own making of of somebody standing in their way of doing something uh, that they should be able to do. Right. I mean, certainly, look at aldermen should have say in what goes on in their neighborhoods and their communities, but they should not hold small businesses hostage. So, yeah, we've, we've enjoyed being engaged in that. We've enjoyed the entire process. Out of that, there are some good changes coming. Um, an ordinance uh, will be passed um, that will, I believe, uh, that will allow people to put signs uh, inside their shop. Like, you know, if you walk by a Starbucks. Sometimes you see the Starbucks sign inside. You see lots of signs inside. As long as they're uh, in certain, uh, there's you know they're within a certain dimension, mm-hmm. um, without having to get a sign permit. I mean, you'll be able to do that when you fill out your business license. Oh wow! Um, and there's more information on that coming, okay. or you can get that permit when you fill your business license. Um, the uh, we're very much looking forward to ending. Uh, the process by which a sign permit, a public way use sign permit, must be approved by city council. All right. That is the most ridiculous thing ever <laughs> that for a simple sign, uh-huh. the entire city council has to vote on an ordinance legalizing it. Uh, in the meantime, you've got to make sure your business can stay open for months right. without a sign yep. or risk some sort of violation. Yep. Ridiculous, ridiculous, ridiculous. I, I, I can't even, I, we're going to change that. Okay. Yep. And we've got a huge coalition looking to do that. We were able last year you know, one big headache for your listeners who might own a business in Chicago is you get a violation for, say, um, an expired business license. You had to go to an administrative hearing and, of course, hire an attorney to represent you. So for instead of just being able to pay the fine, you're spending a day there mm-hmm. and you're hiring an attorney. You don't have to do that anymore. You can just pay the fine. So there you go. We are we are working hard on city issues that will help businesses in local neighborhoods and local communities. So home-based businesses, we've helped with that. Um, lot going on in the city. I, I don't know. We didn't talk about this, but how's the restaurant thing going? Good. It's passed. It, it, uh, what's I the restaurant it, thing? Yeah, I mean, uh, we should talk about it. That's a win. Yeah. You know, in 1934, there was a law passed in the state that said you couldn't open up a restaurant and serve beer or liquor within 100 feet of a church. Okay. On the south and west side of Chicago, there are sometimes 10 storefront churches on the street. Yep. And restaurants wouldn't come in. And those communities need commerce. They need commerce. They need economic activity. So we worked with uh, Senator uh, Representative Feigenholtz. We put together legislation. We filed that legislation that would end that and right. bring it down to a local level. I mean, the only people that could get around that prohibition, of course, were folks who could afford to hire a lobbyist and write a special law for their own restaurant mm-hmm. um, that says, hey, we can serve beer and wine. And it happened rarely. And that bill passed. So um, Excellent. that's a success story. Yeah. Um, and uh, that should be good for local communities. Yeah. And, and uh, so then that gets really into... 
the biggest problem. Rich has it in Florida. We have it here in, in the Chicagoland area, and I'm sure it's going on across the country. Nationwide. Is, nationwide is a labor shortage. Yeah. And, um, you know, especially in the trades, it's just brutal because every kid is, you know, raised saying you're going to go to college, you're going to go to college, you're going to go to college. And um, I, I don't, there's not many parents out there saying, I want you to be a plumber, you know? So, you know, they want them, doctors, lawyers, whatever, go to college, get your degree, um, which is fine for those kids that can do that. I wasn't one of those kids. I, I couldn't have done it, you know, I, but I was in a trade school and I ended up, you know, taking a different path. So, Absolutely. Um, and it worked out okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I'd like to say I'm doing all right. You know, I didn't go to college, but, you know, I I'd, uh, ended up doing a lot of I other did. stuff. Yeah. And I left there too. Yeah, see? So, you know, um, college isn't for everybody. So how do we get that message across to to parents? Their kids don't have to go to college. There are other avenues. Rich? One of the things that I've done is I joined the – we have the Collier – I mean Collier County. So it's the Collier Building Industry Association. Uh So we have a foundation. So I'm on the board now, the CBIF. And we actually have a jobs fair every spring. Um, and it's stuff we're kicking around, but I actually start going to high schools and talking to them about opportunities in the trades so that it's not just, I, I don't know where to go. Right. The bigger problem we're running into is <clears throat> there's really only one high school down here that has any kind of jobs training or not jobs, but you know, uh, so we need more schools to, to get on the, know, trade, get on schools, trade stuff, schools, you know, like. Because we're predominant non-union down here, mm-hmm. you know, it's a right-to-work state. So there are some unions in, like, Fort Myers, the larger towns, right? You're going to sure. have some union and commercial. But there's just not enough of it here for training. You know, the electricians, they're, I swear to God, they find these guys outside the box stores every morning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, trade schools, at least, you know, to, to, for the construction industry, and I'm sure it's going on everywhere, is so how do you find people? How do you get them trained? And then how do you keep them? And, um, you know, it, it, there's a whole new program there of how do you find people and how do you retain them? So, well, and I think one of the problems, too, is when they get rid of uh, shop classes in high schools is, you know, if you've never cut a piece of wood or never done any metal or never done anything, you know, right. you don't know what you like. You right. can't spark it. You know, and, and, I mean, you're not going to get a kid excited about it. And if and if you're Elliot's son, you're never going to have that opportunity because Elliot's not going to do it, right? So, I mean, like my dad, we were out in the barn, we were always working. Yes. I got exposed to it, and then I and so I knew your son. He may like it, but he's not going to know because you don't do it. So he needs another avenue. He needs a wood shop to go to that he could get in there and play with it, and he may find that he loves it. So exactly. So so first, <laughs> not of to all, throw you under the bus. No, no, Elliot, no, no. no. First, first of all. I mean, you haven't you have not seen my workshop oh, in my true. house. That's true. I have it. It is a toolbox yeah. that I probably got you know twenty five years ago. Uh-huh. Um, so that's my that's my workshop. <laughs> to, to your point, <laughs> yes. um, you know, my daughter is taking metal and glass works oh, awesome. in, in high school. That's okay. cool. They are offering some things. I, I, I will say well, that's good. Yeah, and I will say though, there are some great organizations focusing exactly on what you're talking about, and we can put you guys, frankly, because we get asked to support legislation um, mm-hmm. from folks who are focused on on um, apprentice programs and things like that. I have one sitting in my inbox. Um, yeah. You know, ultimately. The problem is there's just less people right now. Whether you're trying to hire as a lawyer, whether you're trying to hire an electrician, there there are less people of 
prime working age right now out there to choose from. Mm-hmm. And, you know, mm-hmm. one of the things the SBAC is doing is, I mean, here, can I give you, do I have time to give you some stats? You a minute or, and a half. A minute and a half. Okay. So we got to get folks who um, are coming out of jail um, back into the workforce. You know, there's there's 919, I'm sorry, 919,400 prime age individuals who are not in the labor force. That's almost a million people wow. not in the labor force right now because of opioids. Wow. Um, because of opioids. And when you hear economists talk about avoiding the next recession, the labor shortage is one of the biggest issues. And getting these folks back into the workforce is huge. Yep. So I think apprenticeship programs, I think um, education, I think working on things like this. Um, you know, we worked with Representative Ford and uh, Nellie, who's on our board at a safe haven. Yeah. Um to pass legislation that would allow health insurance companies to cover good residential care treatment for people suffering from opioids. Um, that's a sort of coalition that we need to build to get people back into the workforce. And I'd love to talk to you guys more about all of this mm-hmm. because the labor shortage is something we can work on all together. Excellent. All right. Elliot, as always, I appreciate your time. And uh, the SBAC, SBACIL.org for more information. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Ron. Thanks, everybody. We'll be back right after this with Clutter Clarity. Mighty House will return. Does your dig that? Let's dig it. I thought you said your dig did not bite. That That is is not not my dog. It's Mighty House. Call Mighty House now at 877-711-5611 and get advice from the experts themselves. This is Mighty House. All right, there we go. Uh, Podcast preview shows available at MightyHouse.net, Stitcher, iTunes, TuneIn, SoundCloud, and on HomeApprovementUSA.com. Find links to all of them at MightyHouse.net. And uh, the Klein Tool of the Month is the KTB2 Portable Job Site Rechargeable Battery and Flashlight. And if you would like to win that, we will have the drawing at the end of the month. And you can call Trixie right now at 877-711-5611. She'll take down your information and put it in the Mr. Floor tote bag. And at the end of the month, we'll have a drawing uh, for the winner of that KTB2 Portable Job Site Rechargeable Battery and Flashlight from Klein Tool. If somebody wanted to sign up for the newsletter, Rich, how can they do that? Go to MightyHouse.net, click on the Contact Us page, just put in your first, last name, your email address, and uh, click on Boom Done. Boom Done, just like that? Yeah. And, it, and Man, it's, I... uh, Yeah? Oh, there, it's better. More better? I was way out of focus. I was, couldn't even see myself on the screen. Oh, I can't even the see you. The camera just I refocused or whatever. Either. It was funny. It was like, what the hell All is it I doing? see is a blue wall. No, no, no. That's blue shingles. Oh, my goodness, blue shingles. Yeah. I always thought that was a blue wall. No, that's uh, roof shingles. I did not know that. Yeah. That's a standard three They're very tab. thin. Yes. I mm-hmm. thought roof shingles, whatever, my mistake. Yeah, okay. that's it. So, again, sbacil.org for more information. Elliot uh, and his, and his uh, group, is a, it's a great organization to get involved with. Mm-hmm. And um, so if you're a small business person, you don't have time to get in there and fight. Uh, if you join them... Uh, the SBAC, they'll help you out and uh, also get in the fight and uh, give you a voice that you yeah, otherwise I mean, If you're a small have. business owner in the state of Illinois, you'd be silly not to join them. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, you know, he was just, he'd only started that, what, eight or nine months before I moved. I went to a couple yep. of meetings. Um, 
but yeah, it's what he's trying to do and what the group is doing, I should say, is uh, is pretty important, actually, in, yes. in, not just in Illinois, but hopefully nationwide eventually. Yes, yes, exactly it. So uh, are we ready for the clutter clarity? Hey, is there any time left? Andrew, how much time is left? 20 minutes. Like roughly six minutes and 15 seconds. See, yeah, perfect. perfect. That, that's perfect. Six minutes. Are you ready? Yep. Uh, clutter clarity is brought to you by Mr. Floor. He said Tanya Tucker, one hit wonder. Do you have a disarrangement disorder? Can see you get that jumbled hodgepodge pile of chaos in one place? Maybe it's time for a little disposal, a little cleanup, a little eradication, evacuation, liquidation, and purgeification. Here's Robbie with a tip on how to put some neatness into your disorder. This is Clutter Clarity on Mighty House. Save me from this prison. Lord, help me get away. Because only you can save me now from this misery. What? Huh? I've been lost in my own place And I'm getting weary How far is heaven? And I know that I need to change My ways of living How far is heaven? Lord, can you tell me? Ooh, he punched it up there! Wow. I know the song by heart by this point. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. What song? <laughs> Heaven by Los Lonely Boys, the clarity theme. Yes. There you go. Now there's three minutes left. Thank you. Actually, it's four minutes and 25 seconds. You had something to say. I did? Isn't there something else you have to say? About what? Oh, yes, there is. Thank you. <laughs> what I can tell you is Clutter Clarity is powered by Mr. Floor. Mr. Floor cleaning products are all non-toxic and environmentally safe. And you can learn more at mrfloor.com. Three minutes left. Go. How to live sustainably. That's something what? that we talk about a lot. Yes, yes, it is. We, we do. And living sustainably can also help with clutter. Yeah. Oh, I can make it work. <laughs> <laughs> I can draw that line. Go for it. Okay. According to the Natural Resources Defense Council, and I don't have any idea how they can come up with this. What, you're quoting somebody? Mm-hmm. Okay, go. Over 2 billion sockets in the United States still have the old light bulbs. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the big bin of all the different light bulbs for your house. You got it. Thanks. See? That's See? Ta-da! So... You want to live sustainably, more sustainably, switch to what, Rich? Lead lights. <laughs> or? LED. What about CFL? Eh. Nah. They burn out too fast. LED, better. More better. And check better. your boxes when you buy LED bulbs. Make sure they're rated for enclosures. Yes. Yes, some are. Meaning closets? No. No, like if you have a globe and you're putting a bulb in a globe. Oh. That holds the heat, and some are not rated for enclosure, and that's why they burn out, and oh. they're supposed to last 20 years. Exactly. So, I, I, not exactly that point, but a bulb lasting 20 years, right, you don't need that huge box in your basement. 
with all Correct. the million. And then every time I pack somebody to move, they're like, oh, leave the light bulbs here for the next person. Nobody I, wants them. My interior designers finished furnishing the house yesterday, and now we have to go relamp every single lamp because they put incandescent bulbs in every single no, lamp. No, they did Everything in the house is LED. No, they did All didn't. of our fixtures, everything, can lights, and they yeah. put incandescent bulbs in every damn lamp. Why? Because they're idiots. <laughs> And they left the house a mess. Oh, I'm writing, they're going to get a nasty Grand Monday. But they don't, it's not even like the LEDs are that much more expensive anymore. No, they've gotten so cheap that I mean, it's, it's insane. Yeah. So, so you're saving sorry, money. Robbie, no, no, just, no. You're saving money. You're saving energy. You're saving the environment. Okay. People all the time say, what do I do with my old clothes? It has a stain on it. So what am I supposed to do with it? Where can I donate the old clothes? And I've said forever, you know what? Take those old things and bring them to like the thrift store. But there were clothes. Paper towels. Do we need all the paper towels that we use? Is it a waste to have all the paper towels? Yeah, it's a huge waste. So why don't you just cut up your old clothes, use them as rags? You could do that. I do that with the one t-shirt I get rid of. Yes. Yeah. Right. I, I, what, what happens though is I wear them until they've got holes in them, and then the boss makes sure I can't wear them anymore because I'll just keep wearing it, and she just rips them. But then they go in the garage, and now they're right. you know, for, even, for working in the garage and doing stuff out there. Even if you only use it once mm-hmm. as a rag, mm-hmm. you're you're ahead of the game. Yeah, because you haven't used paper towels for that. exactly right. right, and you're reusing something that might just have been thrown away. Instead of plates versus paper plates. So, Robbie, one thing I like, because if you don't have the uh, your old T-shirts, you can go to most paint stores, and you can buy a box of rags, and they're pretty cheap. And it's basically, yep. it's T-shirt material, mm-hmm. and it's just white. And those are nice, because you can use them, do what you got to do, and put them in the recycle bin. Yep. So I've gotten through two of your tips of my 5,000. Yes. Awesome. We got some for next week now. Unbelievable. That's how we roll here, sister. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with Hour 3 next. You're listening to Mighty House. Mighty House. Mighty House will return. 